friends. You've now entered the Man Cave Podcast. Unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items. Like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by Hy-V and Toys and Ford. I'm Dan Casper. Appreciate you checking out this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Now, I'm just going to tell you flat out, I ain't jinxing it. I'm not going to talk about the Packers or Aaron Rodgers NFL free agency in this episode. I know, maybe disappointing you here a little bit, but you know what's going to happen. As soon as I start talking about it and upload it, things are going to change. Okay? So things are going to change. I, I I'm planning on doing it the, for the next episode of the podcast, assuming we are going to get a decision from Aaron Rodgers, assuming that we're going to get that decision. I thought we were going to get it this past weekend. We didn't. Um, just my general thoughts here, and I'm going to keep Twitter open just in case something does pop up here, but um, my thoughts from over the weekend, you had Mark Murphy talking about you know the situation at the at the girls' basketball tournament. You had Aaron Rodgers talking to Brandon Marshall a little bit, not really giving away anything, being coy, kind of mentioned the the one-year thing. Like in a tweet from Rasul Douglas where Rasul Douglas said that, you know, his teammates and that uh, pretty much saying they've been texting Aaron Rodgers and such. I feel like retirement, I know the 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 analysts, the, the nationwide people out there have been saying retirement is a real thing, and I think we all kind of just like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Now I really feel like retirement is a thing. Um, I my gut feels like if Aaron was sold on the Jets, ready to go there, this would have been done right away. I feel like maybe if I had to wager a guess, there's a little bit of a power struggle of emotions going on with Aaron. Like, can he really envision himself playing for the Jets and only maybe for one year? Is he willing to do that just for one year? Does he see himself fitting with the Jets as he want to go and do that I just I, I think there's an emotional power struggle going on right now I feel like Aaron wants to play for Green Bay but maybe doesn't feel that from the other side of things and maybe that's where he's struggling struggling a little bit to envision himself playing for another team and and doing it on the East Coast and maybe only for one more year I don't know. I just I feel like there's a lot of stuff and you know, I guess you know, we're all tired of it. I'm tired of talking about it too. We've gone through longer situations with Favre. But I will say this, I mean, kind of put yourself in those shoes a little bit where you're making a career defining decision, a life altering decision and I know everybody's going to say, "Well, he's got money, blah blah blah, it doesn't matter." Not the same thing. I get it. I understand. Money speaks for a lot of people, but playing in one town and one city for 18 years and it's a tough decision to to have to move on or or if he is really contemplating retirement it's tough to you know a sport or a thing that you've done for the majority part of your life and now you won't be doing it anymore potentially it's a tough decision it's a tough decision so let me just refresh twitter okay uh, nothing yet okay so on this episode of the of the podcast uh we're going to talk a little bit about march madness 
Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about March Madness with the uh, with the with the oh okay okay so this is uh, one thing that just popped out literally because I just did a green and gold chalk talk video uh, on this, but Keyshawn Nixon's coming back to the Packers. So I just did a a green and gold chalk talk video on this, and I said my top five Packer players that I'd like to see the team retain free agents. Their own free agents. Um, and then my number one was Keyshawn Nixon. And uh, Ian Rappaport just tweeted that uh, they've agreed to terms with all-pro returner Keyshawn Nixon on a one-year deal worth a max value of $6 million. So, yeah. All right. Anyways, back to the brackets. We have the brackets that are out. Join my bracket challenge, sportstalk1051.com. You can get the link on there. It's right on the homepage. But uh, just kind of some initial thoughts, first impressions, and some general thoughts on the uh, on the brackets. So if we're looking at the brackets, I don't think anybody's disappointed or surprised that the Badgers didn't make it. We all saw it coming, right? We we, we knew it was coming. I don't think it was a shock to anybody's system that uh, that it was that it was you know that it actually happened yesterday. But shout out to, to Marquette, you know the the bracketology leading into their conference tournaments and such. It was consistently a three seed for for Marquette. And I know we talked about it at the end of last week. It was like, well, if they win the Big East, how do you not put them at the at that two spot? Uh, they, they deserve. They earned that two seed there. And well, committee agreed. Marquette winning the Big East, sweeping the Big East regular season, uh, getting the conference tournament uh, title. And now they are a two seed. And I would argue one of the hottest teams in, in all the tournament heading into this thing. I mean, if, if you're a Marquette fan, and if you're a Badgers fan, I mean, it's okay to cheer for Marquette, right? Unless you went to school and you just have that, you know, that that rivalry. I know some do, but I, I would I don't think it's like a Packers versus Vikings rivalry or Cubs and Brewers sort of thing, but uh, nonetheless, I'm cheering for Marquette. You know, I hope they do well this year. But no, you, you kind of look at a team like Marquette and you're thinking, hey, could they could they go on a little bit of a run here? Which, if they get by Vermont, kind of an interesting potential storyline is that uh, Michigan State, if they take care of business against USC, you got you got Mr. Hauser. Will be going up against his former team in there. A little bit of a storyline potentially, and then maybe a little bit of a rematch, a little bit of a, a little bit. Of, I should say rematch, but uh, a little history lesson there. If Marquette advances to the Sweet Sixteen, they uh, they potentially could go up against Kentucky. If you know your Dwayne Wade and Marquette Final Four history, so uh, Marquette though they're that two seed in the. Uh, in the uh, region of where Purdue is a, is a one, so you got Purdue, Marquette, Kansas State, Tennessee, and Duke, and Duke is also you can say one of the hottest teams in the country with how well they are playing as of late. So they're coming in as a five, but I would say a pretty darn dangerous five seed, and Purdue. Could potentially have to to face him if it all kind of goes chalk there, and sh- you know Patty Hardaway, shout out getting it done, winning the conference tournament, so uh, they get the A seed in there too. But 
you, you look at this this bracket, this region, as we mentioned, Purdue, Marquette, Kansas State, Tennessee, and, and Duke. <sighs> I could see like four. Heck, I could see any one of those top five teams maybe making a run to, to the final four. I could see any one of those top five teams coming through. And then you got Kentucky as as a six. Would it surprise a ton of people if somehow Kentucky got on a little bit of a run, got a little hot, and they advanced to, to the Final Four? Probably not. Probably not. They finished up the, the regular season, 23rd in the country, and then they you know, lose in the SEC tournament. They were a three seed, but they lose to Vandy. They got an interesting matchup there, too, with Providence. A little Rick Pitino action there, former coaches of both programs. But I don't know. That 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 region's kind of intri- intriguing there when you look at those teams, those six teams. I can I wouldn't I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if one of the one of those six made it to the final four. One of those top six seeds made it to the final four out of there. I think you can make the a legit case for either, either one of them. Uh, kind of going around uh, the whole thing, you got Kansas as a one seed on the other side. UCLA, a lot of people thought maybe UCLA would be another one seed. I thought, you know, you looked at a lot of the bracketology that was going out there, and you kind of saw UCLA, Purdue hovering maybe towards uh, the one seed there. One of those teams getting it. The majority had, I would say, Kansas and Alabama and Houston as one seeds, but maybe a little bit of a fight for that final one. But, uh, Nonetheless, Purdue got it. UCLA then is the the two seed in this in this side of the bracket with Kansas being the one. You got Gonzaga as a three. UConn as a four. St. Mary's rounding it out as a five. Uh I don't know, like I, I look at this one and I know UConn. UConn has been playing you know, has had a good season over there. I think our good friend Richie uh, Richie picked Pick UConn maybe to, to to get through it, but they finished fourth in the Big East. They finished off the the regular season of the eleventh uh, ranked team in the country. So you got the eleventh ranked team in the country, and they're a four seed in this thing, a four seed in here. I can see UConn going on a little bit of a run, maybe potentially meeting up with Kansas. And then on the bottom there, UCLA. Could they go up against Northwestern? Northwestern is a seventh seed going up against Boise State. How far is Gonzaga to go to go this year? Anybody going with uh, with the Zags to make a little bit of a run? You got TCU. I think could be kind of a sneaky sixth seed, potentially going up against uh, Gonzaga and UCLA if they can get by their first one. Illinois is also in this uh, this bracket as a nine. It might be an intriguing Kansas versus Illinois one. You got a little Bill Self history there. Bill Self, head coach of Kansas, spent some time in Illinois there too. But I don't think this this just in my opinion. I think yeah, you can make a case for Kansas and UCLA, maybe a little bit of UConn, but nothing like the the Purdue bracket where I think you can make a case for the top six. One of those teams in the top six to all represent or to win 
that region and go to the Final Four. How about Alabama's? How about Alabama's region? you got Arizona as the two-seed. Alabama as the one. Your three is Baylor. Four is Virginia. Tony Bennett's squad over there. Your five, San Diego State. That, I think, I, I mean, I'm picking it to happen, but I think a San Diego State and a Virginia game, that's going to be a lot of fun, potentially, for a spot in the uh, in the in the Sweet 16 on the line. San Diego State and Virginia can win their first games, and seeing that matchup between those two ball clubs, kind of a little bit of a different uh, philosophy between the two, I think that game would be kind of intriguing to watch. Alabama going up against Bob Huggins and West Virginia, potentially in a second-round matchup. Bottom end of that bracket, you got Arizona. Maybe facing Baylor in a Sweet 16 matchup. If Baylor can get through, maybe a matchup against Creighton. Is Creighton's a sixth seed in there? But I think it's kind of trending towards. I don't know. Like this is this is one of them that feels like a lot of chalk. Like I, I might pick a lot of chalk in this in this region. If there was one of these where I could see it's 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 a lot of like the favorites going into it, it might be that one. But it also it's between that one and the next one too. Or the last one here with Houston as the as the one. You got Houston as a one, Texas as a two, Penn State coming in at ten. I just wonder if they can ride that momentum that they had in the uh, the Big Ten Conference Tournament. I know they fell to Purdue, but it was a close game. But can they ride some of that momentum and be a little bit of an upset they're upset team? They're, they're the 10th seed going up against number 7, Texas A&M. Then if they were to take care of business and Texas take care, takes care of business, you got Penn State, Texas. But, yeah, got to give Texas a lot of credit this year. Earlier in the season... Their head coach, Chris Beard, getting arrested for alleged uh, domestic, uh, was it uh, domestic domestic abuse, domestic assault. And they finished off their regular season. Now they're in a tournament as a two-seed. So you got to give the players, assistant coaches, a lot of credit for keeping them focused and still focusing on basketball and, and having themselves a, a fantastic season so far. But... You know, Houston, I think a potential Houston-Miami game in the Sweet 16, that one's going to be a lot of fun. Miami, I feel like when they're always kind of like a wild card when it gets to when it gets to the dance here. I think they'll take care of business against Drake. Then they you know, got a 5-4 matchup with Indiana. I think Miami takes care of business against Indiana. I think it sets up for a very, uh, potentially a very fun matchup with Houston and Miami in the Sweet 16. And then, you know, you got Xavier as a three seed. Texas says that too. I feel like Texas can get through that. And then it's all set up with a collision course of the Battle of Texas, Houston versus Texas. So, again, if there was another, like, I feel like these two, these two regions, kind of a little chalk. Some chalk picks for me. A lot of the favorites. At least right now. I, I'm not done with my bracket yet, but that's kind of my first impressions with everything. It's kind of where I'm going with. Where these two, it's it's a lot of the the favorites, but then 
And I look at that Purdue one, and I'm like, oof. I can see a bunch of different teams coming out of that one. So, if anybody's got their final fours already, if they, they're, they're kind of leading one way, where you got it? Who do you got for, for your final four? And if you're ready to make your, your national champion pick, who are you rolling with? There's a big part of me that I just want to pick Houston because I want the Cinderella moment. I want the storybook ending. Uh, that would be you know, Jim Nance calling his alma mater in the national championship. Houston, they win it. He goes out calling it a Hall of Fame career. He goes out calling his his school winning the national championship kind of right that maybe that's like the broadcasters riding it out in the sunset calling his school winning a national championship there I kind of want to pick Houston just because of that last year we got really really close to like that whole Cinderella story I shouldn't say Cinderella but storybook ending for coach K and Duke gets to the final four you play North Carolina, it's like this is a Hollywood script right here. North Carolina beats them, though. I'm kind of leaning towards Houston a little bit. Kind of leaning towards them. Not, not writing it in pen yet, but that's kind of where I'm, I'm trending here a little bit. But and when you felt here, I was thinking about this too yesterday with the brackets and watching a little selection Sunday show and and all that. Do you have a strategy when it comes to filling out your brackets, or do you have a rule? Do you have any sort of thing like one of my rules? I only do one. I I, I don't do multiple brackets. I might do multiple like different bracket contests or challenges, but it's going to be the same bracket for me. I only do like one one bracket bracket of integrity. I just I don't know why. That's that's I've, I've always been that way. That's why like when when we get to draft season for for the NFL and such, I guess we are in draft season. But you know when we get to to the draft next month, I only do one mock draft. I don't do like the 10.0. How many darn versions there are on on the interwebs these days? But I only do one. So that's like one of my rules. I only do one, and I don't fill it out. Like right away, I try not to fill it out right away. I'll do a little bit. I'll come back. And then, you know, you, you kind of focus on certain teams. Like like there's certain teams in my in my thing where it's, it's probably not the best way to, to go about building or, or picking a bracket, but I've been burned by so many of these teams that it's like it, it's left a foul taste in my mouth. Like I just I, I get nervous about picking them to go far. Because it seems like every time I do, that team burns and just ruins my bracket. Busts up my bracket. One of them is Kansas. I feel like every time I've picked Kansas to to go far or, or make a little bit of a run, they've disappointed me. Another one in the past is Iowa. Whenever Iowa has actually been like fairly high in the tournament, and that's probably my own fault for trusting a Fran McCaffrey team. Uh, Syracuse was that way for me for the longest time, too. Whenever Syracuse was a highly ranked team in this thing, I'd pick them to win a few games. Nope. Early exits. 
nada. What are your... Did anybody else got any weird rules or, or things they think about when it comes to comes to the bracket? I got some weird ones over there, but... Oh, and I always do it in pen. Never pencil, always pen. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. A reminder, again, if you are not subscribing to the podcast, if you could do me a favor and do so on your favorite podcasting platforms or follow that might be the better word over there too but uh and while you are there don't forget to uh rate and review it give us some positive ones out there so other people can find the man cave podcast i'm sure now our next episode we are going to uh talk a little bit about so maybe i i I shouldn't say for sure because who knows but maybe we'll talk about aaron Rodgers' decision but until next time I'm Dan Casper. We'll talk to you again on the the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.